Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. Finding a doctor can be especially difficult in many Georgia counties. For LGBTQ patients, it can be even worse. A first-of-its-kind clinic in Savannah is working to ease that difficulty. It is LGBT Pride Month, and the Starland Family Practice is celebrating its one-year anniversary. It is a routine family medical office with a focus on LGBT patients. Brandon Earhart is the clinic's owner and physician assistant, and he's joining us from our Savannah Bureau. Brandon, welcome. Thank you. When Dr. Raymond Martins is also with us in the studio, or there in Savannah, rather, he's the clinic's physician. Hello, Raymond. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for being here. I'm curious, Raymond, Randall Brandon, because it was you who was the founder, why did you feel it was important to open a family practice that caters to members of the LGBT community? You know, I've lived in Georgia for uh, eight years now, and moving down here from the Northeast, I quickly realized that it was an area underserved um, in the South. And so it took about two and a half years of planning to get that practice up and running. So what did you use for models? Did you look at other places that had been catering to this particular population? No, not exactly. Um, I had some primary care experience up in New Jersey, and so I pretty much knew that I wanted to open a, a typical family practice office, but just be able to cater to the LGBT community. Why Savannah? Oh, I just fell in love with Savannah when I came down to visit. Who can blame you? <laughs> so what, what does the practice offer that more traditional family practices don't? You know, so we prescribe... Um, Truvada for PrEP, which is a preventative medication to prevent HIV. Um, I do a lot of hormone replacement therapy for our transgender patients. Um, And then we also treat HIV. So the idea is treating HIV within a primary care setting to reduce that patient burden where they don't have to go to a specialist and they can kind of do everything within the home office. Yeah, I want to talk more about Truvada because that is one of the treatments for HIV that is, in effect, very, very expensive to treat people with. Um, So I'm wondering about, you know, financial help. Have you found any alternatives for that? The um, drug company that produces Truvada Gilead has a pretty extensive program uh, to help patients who have insurance cover their co-pays and they pay up to, I believe it's $4,800 a year in, in your copay coverage. So most patients with insurance will get it for free. Uh, and for those patients who are uninsured or underinsured, they uh, have a program based on income that allows a majority of the patients to get it for free. Uh, I believe their income cutoff is around seventy-five dollars to $80,000 a year. Mm. Okay, so I want to talk more about costs in a minute, but I'd love to hear from Dr. Raymond. Uh, Dr. Raymond, Starlin's been open for a year now. How have you noticed the practice changing? So um, I've been living in Washington, D.C. at the time, so um, I've seen a little bit from afar. But, um, yeah, the whole whole reason I came down here was um, my husband and I actually had a child through surrogacy, and our, our surrogate lives here in Savannah, and so we fell in love with um, the family, but then also Savannah as a whole. 
And so the whole idea of moving here to help the, you know, the community as a whole, including the LGBT community, um, uh, was really appealing. And so, I mean, right now it's it's um, a smaller practice, basically part-time, but with me joining it now, it'll be a full-time practice. So you moved from Washington, D.C. I'm wondering if in your training as a doctor, uh, whether or not there was a focus at all on LGBT issues. Is that part of the curriculum now? Sure, actually. So um, in Washington, D.C., I was the uh, chief medical officer and then in charge of education at Whitman Walker Health. Um, at that location, we serve uh, more than 10,000 patients who identify as LGBT. Um, and so I was working at, on a larger scale there, mainly like policy education work and, and direct clinical care. And here I hope to bring that expertise, um, especially the direct clinical care to, uh, to Starland Family Practice. Brandon, how about for you? What are some of the big takeaways you've learned in this year the clinic has been operating? Uh, you know, there's a, a very large uh, population of LGBT patients down here in Southeast Georgia. Uh, and most of the patients that I were seeing, especially transgender patients, were traveling to Charlotte, North Carolina for care, Atlanta. Um, and I've kind of reduced that travel time for them. So I still am getting patients from Valdosta, Dublin, who are coming out this way just because it's a little bit easier for them. Um, and it was actually a lot more it's a lot larger of a community than I truly expected doing my own research beforehand. Actually, do we know about the numbers, like comparatively the population there in, in southern Georgia compared to places like Atlanta? Well, it's certainly less than, than Atlanta, um, but Chatham County is, I believe, in the top 10% of counties in Georgia with same-sex couples. So mm -hmm. a big hub around Atlanta and those counties, um, and then Chatham County here... Uh, I get patients from South Carolina, so just right across the border. Um, and then I believe another bigger pocket's down South Georgia around Brunswick, St. Simons. Well, Raymond mentioned, or Dr. Martins mentioned, that it's a small practice. For you, what are the benefits of starting off small, which was originally just three days out of a week, now operating full-time full five days? Yeah, so when I started the practice, uh, it's pretty much just myself. So when a patient walks in the office, um, I'm the one who greets them in the lobby, bring them back, I register the patient, verify their insurance. Uh, and so most of my patient visits are scheduled for an hour, and I, I typically spend that entire hour with patients. Um, Follow-ups, of course, are a little bit quicker, but they're all scheduled for 30 minutes. Um, and I think not having a, you know, ancillary staff to help encourages patients to be a little more open, spend time with me um, where I can actually get to know them, their history, their family history, um, and take care of them a little bit better because I'm not so rushed. Well, that is certainly not something we've come to expect in contemporary medicine. That's Brandon Earhart. He's the owner and physician assistant at the Starlin Family Practice. He's also with, also with us is Dr. Raymond Martins, who is a, the clinic's physician. They cater especially to LGBT clients, but we should note not exclusively, correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, th that's correct. I, I think what's really important is that we're an affirming space for anyone, regardless of their sexual gender identity. And I think it's nice when you have um, like a mixture of patients within a practice, because 
I think people feel more comfortable as a whole. Right. Well, but people have given your clinic five-star ratings online, so, so far, very good feedback. But I also notice that you invite prospective patients to text you. Are, are people reluctant to reach out in person? Uh, you know, I think that that's just kind of the trend of the future um, where patients are a little more likely to send a text. Uh, I do get a lot of phone calls. It's actually just easier for me because if I'm with a patient, since I don't have a staff, um, I can't answer that phone if a patient calls. So if they send me a text, I'm able to respond to that a little bit easier as soon as I'm done with my patient. Well, Dr. Raymond, for you, or Dr. Martins, rather, how, how do you connect with patients? I mean, I, I think of... I think my, I'll give you an example. So I, I love direct patient care as a whole. I love the idea of taking care of someone throughout their journey in life. And I think there's no better example than a patient who has, um, who want, who is transgender, who want, you know, who wants to become who they are and being able to watch them, giving them hormone therapy, supporting them through um, surgery or just supporting them as they are. Like you get to watch uh, like an amazing transformation with the patient, and at the same time, you see like a lot of other health issues, work issues resolve when the the patients you know affirmed with who they are. Mm. Well, sexual reassignment surgery uh, is an elective surgery, correct? Uh, that's considered elective as far as insurance is concerned. It it depends on the um, insurance status. Actually, through uh, Medicaid, it is um, actually not. So depending on the type of surgery, some of the surgeries actually are covered by Medicaid, but um, um, uh, some of the other ones are considered cosmetic, like a lot of the facial surgeries. So, you know, Gallup poll, 70% of Americans believe the U.S. healthcare system is in a state of crisis, and the Trump administration does support repealing the Affordable Care Act. Does your clinic have insurance certification for all patients and all companies? Uh, so currently we accept Blue Cross Blue Shield and Humana, um, and we are in the process of applying for most commercial insurances, um, Medicare, um, Medicaid is uh, debatable right now um, because there's just so many changes with the um, ACA and how that, you know, Medicaid is covered and treated um, but I believe, especially so in, in Savannah, Chatham County, and the five counties around us, your only um, option is to get Ambetter because Blue Cross pulled out last year. Um, but I believe there's a new insurance that's coming into the marketplace for 2020. Um, and so we're, we've started to look into that plan, too. Yeah, so this is something that is a big issue, especially as you, if you're talking about treating people in the trans community that don't get care in other places or have to travel for it. What are some of the other specific needs in the LGBT community you see? You mentioned HIV treatment, but for people who are trans or transitioning. So um, there are a, a number of um, health disparities or actually uh, needs related to the LGBT community. Um, going back to the financial status, um, I think one of the benefits of, of starting with a small number of patients, we can literally cater our practice to the patients that come to see us. Um, and so that includes like hour of operations, communications, everything like that. Um, as far as uh, insurance coverage, um, it would make sense for us to 
to see like a limited uh, number of insur- insurances at first and then broaden based on our business model because we're, we're just starting out. But I think one way to actually improve the community health overall is, you know, I don't think we want to be the only place for LGBT health in Savannah. I would, I love the idea of going out and educating other medical facilities to be able to um, practice the same, like uh, culturally competent care. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as health issues within the community, um, the so a lot of them are based on the services we offer. So you know, HIV is a high. Uh, um, put uh, especially gay men and transgender patients at high risk for HIV. And so um, there is the HIV pre-exposure prophylaxis. That's the idea of taking Truvada every day to prevent HIV. Mm -hmm. Um, That's very effective. Um, At the same time, um, another way to prevent HIV is anyone who's HIV positive identifying them and then putting them on medications. Essentially, that brings the amount of virus in their blood so low that they're considered uninfectious. So between those two modalities, you can drastically reduce HIV. Um, And as far as a lot of the other health disparities, it really has to do with LGBT patients not feeling comfortable accessing care or talking frankly with their provider. And so because of that, they don't get the typical cancer screenings. And so breast cancer uh, and cervical cancer are higher in the lesbian communities. Um, And so I think more than anything, the idea is have accessible care that's culturally competent and affirming to who the person is. Well, I want to congratulate you on a year and great to speak with you both. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Dr. Raymond Martins and Brandon Earhart, they both operate and work with patients at the Starlin Family Practice in Savannah. It is a clinic that focuses on LGBT patients.